Welcome to WP Coffee Talk. Thank you to all of our sponsors, and especially to our Espresso Level sponsors, Helix Managed WordPress Hosting, for both their sponsorship and for hosting our site, and to Expander Digital for both their sponsorship and providing SEO services to us. Now enjoy the episode. Welcome to the next episode of WP Coffee Talk, where I get to talk to amazing people in the WordPress community. And I'll tell you, I've made some amazing friends through this, uh, not only just through the WordPress community, but through doing these Coffee Talk episodes too. And one person that I've become friends with through Twitter, even though I think we've been at the same place and time before, we've never actually met face to face, at least not that we knew of, um, is Miriam Schwab. Miriam, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for meeting with me. I know it's a lot later where you are than it is here. It's um, 2 o'clock Rochester time. And what about you? It's uh, 9 p.m. There you go. And you are located in? Israel. Israel. That's right. I, I thought that was right, but I'm always afraid to say it and then be wrong. Yeah, no, you're I right. Like, I don't like to be wrong. <laughs> so I've never been there, but that is someplace I would love to visit someday. So maybe It's worth it. I can, can come visit and we can have lunch or something. That would be lovely. Totally. I will take you to lunch. So good places. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's so good to like actually meet you face to face. I know we interact a lot on Twitter and, and Facebook, things like that. Um, but it is always nice when I get to actually talk to people. So yeah. tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do. Give us the nutshell version. Okay. Um, I'm originally Canadian, actually. I grew up in Toronto and I've been in Israel for 26 years. I founded a WordPress development agency about 13 years ago, and uh, through my work there, got this concept for the next company that I founded, uh, which is more a startup model called Stratic. Um, Stratic converts WordPress websites to static and headless in one click, which makes the sites faster and basically unhackable and scalable uh, in one, you know, without having to recode or anything like that. So that, that's kind of me. Um, I'm a mom of seven children. <laughs> God bless you. I'm the mom of one and I can't imagine multiplying her by seven and having any sanity left at the end of the day. So hats off to you for sure. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. But I always tell people that the first is definitely, there's something really hard about that. So it's, it's different. So hats <laughs> off to you. Oh, thanks. Well, see, I stopped at one. You, you, you had the foresight to keep going, which is good. <laughs> what can I say? I like babies and children. So there yeah. you go. They're actually pretty cool. They're real actually. They I, I, I like they them too. I'm looking forward to being a grandma soon, so you never know. Oh, My daughter's yeah. getting, she's getting married this year, and babies can't be far behind, right? No so, way. You look yeah. very young. I would not have thought you're heading 50, in that direction. 51, yep. Yeah, so be 52 this year. You have year, amazing so. genes. Wow. <laughs> Thank wow. you. Thanks. Yeah, it's <laughs> wow. exciting. It's exciting to be the mother of the bride in September. So For very sure. much looking forward to that. So I That's always really ask nice. people. Show us your mug. So let me see what mug I saw. I got a, a sneak preview, but show us your mug. Word fence. This is my word fence mug. I like it very much. First of all, just because of the mug itself, which is, um, it's a good size and it's nice and thick. There's something about thick mugs that I really like. Not all mm -hmm. mugs are like this, but I am also a fan of word, word fence. I think they do amazing work on security for WordPress and they're really like thought leaders in that and they're con constantly, you know, um, publicizing, exposing different types of uh, vulnerabilities that they've discovered and they are, they're very responsible about it and I admire them a lot. So They're really big so supporters of the community too, right? I mean, like I see them yes. everywhere. They're constantly supporting the different meetups and, and uh, word camps and things like that too. So I, and I even by great. providing, yeah, and even by providing their plugin with um, such a, a robust free version, 
Yeah. That means that they're enabling a lot of WordPress sites to have a level of security that they wouldn't otherwise have. Um, at no cost, essentially. So um, hats off to them as well about that. Absolutely. And you are drinking what at nine o'clock at night? So actually, um, I would normally be drinking tea, but I already drank quite a lot of tea. So I'm drinking just plain old water. <laughs> Definitely not coffee, because if I had coffee now, I would not sleep. And that would be bad news. I know that feeling. I am drinking decaf tea myself. So this is a brand new mug, never been on the show before. Look how cute that is. That's really Spoons cute. On it. It was a, it was a, we have a free site on Facebook. And I was like, hey, I'd love that for my podcast. And somebody's like, I'll drop it off to you later today. And there it was. So, and I'm drinking so nice. um, turmeric tea. And I like this. It's got a little bit of honey and chai and stuff like that. So it's pretty good stuff. Turmeric. That's interesting. Yeah. A tea that's become popular here. I don't know if it's everywhere. Is, um, I think it's with, with cumin. Is it cumin? I'm not sure. I have to check. I have it. My kids love it. And ginger. It's like some kind oh, of yeah. crazy spice combination. But it's a, it's a very strong, but it's a good tea, actually. Yeah, this is turmeric, ginger, and honey, I think. So it's actually nice. a nice little combo. It stains every glass yellow if you don't wash it out right yes. away. <laughs> right. But that's okay. It's just on the inside of the mug anyway, right? So, <laughs> right. Right. so tell, tell us how you got started with WordPress. I've never heard your WordPress origin story. Okay. So I, um, I had given birth to my fourth kid, and I realized that uh, – I was no longer suitable at that stage for like a nine to five type of job because kids are so dynamic and unexpected and they, they were always things. And so, and also I wanted like an opportunity to learn more and grow more professionally and personally. So, mm -hmm. and in a job, it's not always possible uh, depending on where you work. So I gave birth to kid number four and during my maternity leave, I started to actually plan my business, uh, which at the time I thought was going to be uh, content writing, copywriting, um, also Hebrew to English translation, that type of work, especially since I had studied English literature, my degrees in English literature. So it seemed like, you know, a good synergy. Um, as I started to create content for companies and particularly like tech companies, because Israel has a lot of tech companies, um, I started to see how important it was to put that content into some kind of digital format, right? And so many times that's a website, and I was like, I should build websites. I always loved technology. I just happened to end up, ending, I ended up studying English literature, but I love technology. So I started teaching myself to build websites. I built, um, you know, in, the, in those days, it was like HTML, CSS, static websites, where if you wanted to change anything, you had to change it across all these HTML pages and then re-upload them kind of thing. Yes, I remember those. Yeah, the good old days. Um, and that was pretty fun. But um I got really annoyed when my, and I started to sell, sell that as a service and people wanted it, but I got annoyed when my customers would come back to me and be like, can you please add this word or add this, you know, comma? And I was just like, you should be doing this yourself. That is not the best use of my time. And I don't want to be doing that. So I started exploring content management systems. And at that time, the open source ones were starting to gain traction and gain attention as a legitimate option, as opposed to the very heavy proprietary ones that, that most companies were using. And I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And I started testing Joomla and WordPress and I fell in love with WordPress. I was like, this is awesome. This is the one I want to use and this is the one I'm going to try to learn. And also, I could see the difference between the communities already at that point. And we're talking like 14 years ago, maybe. Um, the WordPress community already was very uh, generous and sharing with knowledge. And so that's how I managed to learn a lot while I was trying to build websites with it. So, um, I started to offer that as a service and I was one of the first people in Israel to offer WordPress as like a business solution. And, you know, it was still considered very much like a, a amateur blogging tool 
but I was like, this could totally, you know, manage a whole website. And then um, custom post types were launched and then <laughs> they really became a full-fledged CMS. Yeah. And because I started early on, word of mouth, et cetera, like people started to know me as the WordPress expert in Israel. And so we got a lot of amazing uh, clients. I, I made my first hire, Rebecca, who's now working with me at Stratic. Um, and we worked with like top tech companies here, cyber companies, universities. It was like, it was, it was great. Um, and our, the websites that we were building were very customized. So it was like bigger projects. Um, and then through my work there is how I came up with the concept of Stratic. But basically the reason I got into WordPress was because I had kids, <laughs> needed more <laughs> flexibility, loved technology, and then just fell in love with WordPress and made that my, my profession, I guess. That's awesome. I love people's stories because we all kind of, some of people just stumble into it like, oh, I inherited this website and just loved it. And other people, it was like a very strategic decision. Um, I talked to uh, Birgit uh, Polly Hawk last week and she was like, I spent hours and hours looking at every CMS and I'm like, oh yeah, like I was just like, oh, WordPress. Okay. I'll try that. <laughs> you know? so we're, we're all a little different. We all end up here a little yeah. bit differently, but the stories are fun. Yeah. When you websites like kind of across the board not just your own of course but just in general and sometimes it's looking back at our own um, path into how where we are today but what's something do you think that you think that we as designers and developers need to focus more attention on to make our websites a better experience for our site visitors so one thing is um, speed so when when I started building websites I would build a website and then that was everything that I considered. Did this website work? <laughs> like if someone clicked on something, did the page appear? And did it look nice? But then as time went on, I learned that there's a lot of other things you have to take into consideration around the site, um, you know, security and servers. I had to start learning what servers are and how they work and things like that. Um, and performance. So at a certain point we had to, we actually, in my agency, we stopped using themes altogether and we built our own framework which mm -hmm. we used as the basis for all websites that we built so that they would be performant because it started to become a demand and expectation and um, that was the only way that we could achieve it like in a reasonable way so um, performance and the other thing is um, the the wireframing user experience uh, stage so I think a lot of people kind of skip that and take something that exists and then try to tweak it and something that I learned also is that you're always kind of missing the mark there. You're not like maximizing the potential of the site if you're taking something and trying to make it work for the, for the company or the organization. Rather, you should be planning everything so that it works for the company and organization. And so we added a very intense stage before we did any website building of wireframing, user experience, understanding all the technology needed and mapping everything out. Mm -hmm. um, that stage was not as long as the website design and building stage, but it was it was significant. So uh, I think that's really important. I have built sites more than once where I delivered exactly what they asked for. And they said, no, that's not what I want. I want something that's complete 180 and ended up building the site twice. So it sounds to me like putting that time in to really understand. And um, yeah, I mean, that was probably one of my bigger WordPress mistakes was not really understanding what the customer needs. It sounds like you really get to the heart of that before you even start to build the site. So that sounds great. So you're absolutely right. That's the other reason why we started doing it because we talk to them about what they want and then we'd get onto it and then they envision something else. The communication, if we write down every single detail, 
and wireframe it, then it's really hard to move from that. Still, there would often be like, well, not exactly, or as we would build it, build it, we'd have to tweak things that we would like become aware of, which is legitimate. But that way, we were the project was as locked in as possible, so everyone was like, they'd have to sign off on it. <laughs> Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. As an agency of one back in the day, like really starting out, that would have been really good advice. Which brings me to my next question, which is what is something that you wish you'd known earlier on in your career, especially with WordPress, that might have made life a little easier that you already that you've learned since? Oh my goodness. Um, I can give you for tools. instance. Oh go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Oh, so there are tools that um until I discovered them, our life was harder. So as we were managing more websites and trying to do things manually or try to keep track of things, we would have like spreadsheets. That was pretty messy. But when um, one of the first tools that I started to use to manage all that in a more efficient way was Infinite WP. Mm -hmm. And um, I got in like in the beginning, so I got kind of lifetime subscription, which was sure. awesome. And, uh, and that just made everything so much easier for us. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. But until I discovered that we were doing a lot of juggling and wasting time or dropping the ball on things. And, sure. Yeah. So that's, that's one thing I can think of. Yeah. For me, it was, I didn't understand my value soon enough and I was charging not nearly enough for the amount of work I was putting into websites. Um, once I learned to value myself, I could make fewer websites and make the same or more money and actually be valued more by the customer base because I wasn't charging dirt cheap, you know, kind of things. And I think oh, that's so common, it's, especially for women, field. right? Especially for it's common yeah. in our field and it's even more common for women in our field. So I try to totally. help other pe other women, especially, but other people understand that their value is higher than they think it is when they get started. So it's really important to say that out loud. You're absolutely mm -hmm. right. And that just reminds me of something else that I learned, which I should have learned earlier, which is um, related to, to pricing and billing, making sure that the client pays something before mm -hmm. the project starts. Oh, gosh, absolutely. Kind. That is the ultimate commitment. I once went through a whole contract process with a big university here. I mm -hmm. met various levels of whatever is executives and this and that to, to build their website, and they even signed off on it. And I luckily at that point had learned my lesson and they were like, why are we getting started? And I was like, make the first payment and we will get started. And luckily I insisted on that because then someone at the top uh, was like, wait, we don't want WordPress. We want Drupal. Seriously. It went like that. And then oh that canceled everything. Yeah. It was crazy wow. after all the work that I put in, but luckily I didn't put in more work on the project side right. because I insisted on the, the payment. So um, yeah, yeah, that's really important. Yeah, and they don't, the, the universities don't let you just like sit through half the classes before you pay your tuition. So they should understand exactly. that, right? <laughs> totally, totally. And, but also, at least in Israel, universities are very bureaucratic institutions. So it's really important to stick to your guns with your policies because things can just get lost in the shuffle there. And here, there's terrible payment terms in big bureaucratic institutions. They'll do net plus like 60 or 90. So meaning oh that you'll issue them the invoice and you won't get paid till who knows when. And I learned to insist, I don't care what your internal policy is, but you are making this payment right now, or we can all wait net plus 90 days and I'll start then. And 
somehow that would make them all magically <laughs> make the payment happen. <laughs> right. You're, you agreed to my terms. I didn't agree to yours. <laughs> so. Exactly. Yeah. That's a very good way of putting it. Yes. Absolutely. When you think about all the WordCamps that you've attended, the meetups, um, WordPress events that you've been to, is there like a moment or two that was really kind of a standout moment or a pivotal moment for you, whether you were speaking, sitting in an audience or somebody that you met kind of in the hallway track and what was it? Um, I would say that that is probably when I went to speak at the first WordCamp Europe. So I had already been quite become quite active in the WordPress community, but I was having kids a lot. <laughs> and so it was hard for me to travel to WordCamp US. That was, like it was just too far jet lag. I couldn't leave the, leave the kids for that long. Um, so I never could. Uh, at that point, it wasn't called WordCamp US. It was called WordCamp Pennsylvania or something, right? Do you remember? Oh, Phil it was Philadelphia. Was and then before that, it was San Francisco. Yeah. Right. So I, was al I always had a lot of FOMO about those, but I, I just, I couldn't do it. And then they announced the first WordCamp Europe. And I was like, that is so cool. Maybe I can go. And also at that time, I didn't do a lot of traveling in general. This also because my personal situation. So um, Andrea Middleton reached out to me and she said, I think you should apply to speak. I think you'd be great. We want more women to speak also. And so I'm encouraging you to apply. And I was like, really? Me speak at a WordCamp? <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I applied and I got accepted and I gave a talk there and it, it gave me, okay. So first of all, I met some like people that I had been in touch with a lot and meeting them face to face was so fun. And it's so exciting. And, and Yoast was there because it was in the Netherlands. And I was like, yeah, oh, we're not worthy. You know, like I've been <laughs> for so long. Right. Um, it was so cool for me and um, gave me the confidence to speak because my, my talk was very well received. People really liked it. To this day, I'll show up at WordCamps and they'll be like, I was in your talk, you know, in Leiden. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so nice and touching. That's cool. Remember. So cool. So it really was kind of a turning point for me uh, in terms of like really getting more connected to the community, become like gaining confidence to speak, also starting to travel and feel more comfortable with that because it was a big deal for me to travel alone and I like I wasn't used to it at all. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was really exciting. And so yeah, that would be the one for me. I love that. That's great. So tell us a little bit about Stratic. So what do you, I mean, you gave us the nutshell version earlier, get, get a little more into the weeds and uh, explain a little bit about what you guys do. And sorry, I say the word guys, I don't mean it. And I say guys but, all the time and okay. I feel a little, little bit guilty about it, but I can't help it. Sorry. I guys. know it just comes out. I live in New York <laughs> and that's one of the things we say, but um, so tell us about, you know, you and, and your, your group and what you do. Uh, and how do you find clients? Is, are you working specifically within Israel? Or do you have clients all over? Give us a little bit more of the picture. Okay. So as I was working in my web agency, Illuminea, um, we were providing a maintenance type of package to our customers so that instead of just delivering the website to them and then being like, good luck, and then they'd come back to us and be like, oh my gosh, it was hacked, you know? <laughs> so we started to like update and maintain their sites for them. Uh, and it was great because it was also recurring revenue, whereas most of our work was project-based, so you're always like running after your next project. Um, so it was win-win, but it started to demand more and more of our time as, as the years went on because websites just became much more complex and security became a much more serious issue when hacking went from being individuals to bots and, um, you know, sites have more and more plugins installed. Anyways, all this, oh, and scalability. Oh my gosh, we had clients who were running a campaign and they knew they were going to launch something and we'd provision servers like crazy and the site would still crash upon launch. And 
so like these like hair whitening experiences. So um, it was very stressful. So um, of course, speed, right? And we would try our best and we had this framework that we were working with and still sites just didn't deliver the, the speed that we all wanted them to. So I started to, and also WordPress starts to feel kind of like old school. And I'm always staying on top of the world of web development in general. And, you know, I could see developers don't like it. It's very hard to find good developers working in WordPress because it's, it's seen as perceived as old school running on PHP and the LAMP stack. And I thought, okay, maybe it's time to modernize our offering. And so I started exploring the world of what's called static site generators. And static site generators are almost like full circle back to when we built websites that were HTML and CSS, mm-hmm. but a much more modern build process. Um, so I started exploring them. They seemed really cool from a technology point of view in that they're super fast, they're scalable, and there's not much to hack there. So they're much more secure. Um, developers like working with them more because it's cooler technology. But on the other hand, what really matters at the end of the day is the person managing the website content, not the developer. Mm-hmm. And the person managing the website content doesn't care if it's built in React and there's mm-hmm. Git version control, right? They just want to go in and enter their content and press publish. Right. And after all of my research, I concluded WordPress is still the best for that, no matter what. And it continues to grow and the community continues to be strong. So it's not going anywhere, but what can, so I thought, okay, but what can we do to like modernize it and kind of bring it into this more modern age of web development um, and the web? So I thought, what if we kind of marry these two worlds and turn WordPress essentially into a static site generator? So in that scenario, the user doesn't have to learn anything new. You can build your WordPress websites as you're used to. You can use all the plugins, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you would just theoretically click a button and then that would kind of publish a site or export the site as a static version of itself. And what that means is it would act and behave the same. The user wouldn't necessarily have any idea that the architecture has completely transformed, but there is no LAMP architecture there. Every page is pre-rendered. There's no PHP processing. There's no database querying. There's no Apache server, none of that. So that was the concept. And I told some, like, I I happened to meet someone I know who's like a very smart engineer. And I was like, what do you think of this idea? And he was like, that's a great idea. He started to architect it out for me. And that gave me confidence that someone really smart thinks this is a good idea. Maybe I should do something with it. Um, And so I started to take steps with it. I was still managing the web agency Illuminea, but I saw that applications were open for a startup accelerator here in Jerusalem. And I applied and I got accepted. And I was like, wow. Okay. So they also think this is something that's worth pursuing. Yeah. And um, anyways, that kind of started the, my journey with it. Um, and now we actually do have a product and it works and it does what I said it should do. And, um, you know, we have a lot of work ahead of us. We're in uh, private beta. So meaning, so people submit a request to be, to use Stratic and we handpick who gets to be on it at this point. Um, we built out our team. We're 19 people. Uh, 16 of us are in Israel and three are around the world, Germany, mm-hmm. Australia, and the States. A new, our latest hire is Zach Gordon. I don't know if you oh, know yeah. who he is. I, from, yeah. I do. And yeah. I saw that on, on, uh, on Twitter and I was like, Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Um, we realized we need someone to communicate to 
to the community what this is all about because it's very it's a big mind shift mm -hmm. uh it's it's not you know standard at all so what does it mean why do we do it the way we do it um and you asked how we get uh people like customers right mm -hmm. i think mm -hmm. so basically we it's based on my activity of speaking at conferences online and things like that podcasts like this one so thank you yep. mm -hmm. and um we also have content on our site which does attract organic um, traffic from google mm -hmm. uh for certain keywords because people are starting to become aware of this and are searching for solutions uh we've had the good fortune of connecting with some influencers who then also became fans and they spoke about us to their communities and anyways it's, it's like a very organic um, not aggressive growth at this point, mm -hmm. just because we're not ready for a big influx of sure. users. Um, yeah. But we will be opening up the product pretty soon so that anyone can sign up. That's very exciting. I wish you all the best because Thank you. It's, uh, it's really fun to see people do innovative things in the WordPress community. And this sounds like true innovation. So yeah, wow, best wishes. I can't wait to watch it grow. This is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it is exciting. Sure. It's been, um, there's been a lot of pain building any kind of business and a startup especially involves, mm -hmm. it's like this and there's a lot of like, oh my gosh, how are we ever going to do this? <laughs> At some point I'll talk more about that, but um, thank God we're in a, we're in a good place now and yeah, yeah it's a great team. Wow. Such a great team, such great people, such a good vibe in our office. It's really great. Anyways, so yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you. That's fantastic. Thank you. I can't wait to see where you are in a year from now. It's going to be fun. Wow. That's, that's a good, good point. When I think about where we were a year ago, mm -hmm. I think it, we were a team of five and we didn't know how long we were going to survive. <laughs> it's <laughs> but, amazing yeah. how much can happen in a year for sure. Absolutely. Totally. Totally. Very exciting. That's so cool. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, best wishes to you. It's very, very exciting. And I love to watch women succeed, especially, you know, I mean, I love to see everybody succeed. Don't get me wrong. But as a woman in technology, it's kind of exciting to see other women in technology take leadership roles yeah. and really kind of push the envelope of what's possible. So yeah, hats off to you for sure. That's really cool. Thank you. I, I tried to speak to groups of young women who are studying technology fields like STEM um, mm -hmm. so they can see because it's, where there's not a lot of us, they can see a woman, someone who's like them in a particular position and be like, oh, well, then I can do that too. So yeah, I hope uh, there's, not, there's really not a lot of us. Very often I'm in a room and it's me and a lot of men in various scenarios, that's mm -hmm. how it is. But hopefully, you know, I think things are kind of starting to shift and we'll see more women yeah. in technology yeah. leadership positions. So you kind of have eight kids. You've got your seven that you birthed in and you've got Stratic too, right? <laughs> Totally. I totally call Stratic my baby. Absolutely. <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> WP Coffee Talk has been mine. It's not even a year yet. And we're almost up to our 100th episode being recorded. So it's pretty exciting. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. So wow. it's my baby. I really admire, I admire that persistence and that you just, you keep doing it because it's a lot of work. I know it's a lot of work and uh, it's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. I haven't published an episode in two weeks and people, by the time people hear this episode, they'll be like, what? But yeah, I, um, I've been sick since the beginning of January with bronchitis and I thought, you know what, if something's got to give, it's a thing that I don't get paid for. So, so we'll be putting out some more episodes this week now that things are getting better, but it's, wow. uh, it's been a, it's been a rough start to the year. I broke a rib last week coughing, believe it or not. That is possible. I know it's crazy. 
but this week oh I'm doing gosh. much better. So, yeah. Okay. Much, much the most better. important thing out of everything is your health. So it's right. good you let something go and yeah, just take yeah. care of yourself. Oh my gosh, that must kill. Yeah. Does it hurt? Oh, it did. It's doing much better now. So hiccups. The hiccups are the worst. I'll tell you, the hiccups oh, are the worst. No. So I always have water nearby. So if I get the hiccups, I can drown them really quick. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is... Yeah. Okay. I just, I really sure. hope you feel better soon. Oh, oh I am feeling so much better than I than I was even two weeks ago. So thank you. Wow. But yeah, but you're right. Watch, watch your health. Cause if you don't have that, you've got nothing left. <laughs> totally. Totally. I just, I was saying to someone like, so I, okay. So I built a startup, right. And then there's this idea or this attitude that if you're building a business or building a project, you have to do it 24 seven. Right. That's all you have to do. But then that you that's not sustainable. You're going mm-hmm. to collapse emotionally, physically. You're not doing anyone a favor if you collapse. So I try to have balance from that point of view yeah it's hard though especially when we want when we're, when we're excited about something you you want to like go yes. go 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 when you're excited about something but you gotta but sometimes like, you have to say no you do absolutely yeah. absolutely well let me move into my rapid fire questions i absolutely want to honor your time today and not go over so let's move into what i call rapid fire i say them quickly you take as much time as you need to answer them okay <laughs> okay i'm ready Okay, so the first question is, what are two or three must-have plugins you recommend to someone building their own website? Okay, so um, one is Yoast. I'm a huge fan of their SEO plugin. They're always on the cutting edge of what is needed in the world of SEO. If <laughs> It's always so impressive. I remember Google announced, um, uh, what was it, semantic uh, markup for pagination, which, by the way, they now said no more. But anyways, at that time, then like within two days, Yoast had semantic pagination in yeah. support in the plugin, you know, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, I'm a huge fan of their plugin. It does so much. And so that's, that's one. Um, it really, it covers all the bases. And the other mm-hmm. one, which I love is gravity forms. We put mm-hmm. that in every customer site that we built. Um, it's just, it's reasonably priced. It's super useful. You can do so many things with it. Yeah. It's pretty much every form scenario that you could think of, you could do with gravity forms. Um, I'm a big fan of, of their products and actually it doesn't work out of the box on a static website because it needs to interact with the database. It's very dynamic. Oh. So, um, we're rolling out support for that now. And I've been in touch with them also to talk to them about that because I'm such a fan and also other people are as well that we want people to be able to use gravity forms on a static version of their site. So that makes sense. That. And of course, word fence, cause you're drinking from their mug. Oh my gosh. Of course, word fence. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so at, at any point during your WordPress journey, have you had a mentor, whether it was somebody officially like your mentor business coach or somebody that kind of took you under their wing or at the very least somebody that you said, I want to follow their career because they're doing it right. So maybe because I'm so distant, like not yeah, geographically distant, like, um, being in Israel, it's, it's hard to, have a mentor who's outside of Israel, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's probably possible. But um, I've definitely followed particular people and read like everything that they wrote um, and, uh, and learned from them. So, so one of them is actually Justin Tadlock, who's now writing for WordPress Tavern. Mm-hmm. He's been around a long time, like from okay. when I started. And he built the first themes that were like good and he built so many plugins and um, I really learned a lot from him and he wrote a lot of really good blog posts about work. So, so he's one person. And the other person um, is Alex Mills, Viper 007, who recently 
passed away. Um, he also created plugins that we used way back when, and there was a lot of a lot about the way that he did things and his contribution to the community that taught me a lot. So, so he was someone else that I, you know, and I would look at his source code and also it was Justin Tadlock, like that's the amazing thing about open source. You can look at someone's source code and really learn a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so I guess those are two people and, and another person, which is going to sound, I hope it doesn't come across as like a stuck up thing, but um, I do admire Matt Mullenweg mm -hmm. because he had a vision and he stuck with it. And by focusing on ease of use, which I think is key, uh, he created a platform that basically really anyone use really, really easily for free. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the concept of democratizing publishing is so important, mm -hmm. giving everyone a platform for their voice. So anyways, I guess those are the three. Probably, there's probably others, but it's hard for me to think off the top of my head. For sure. And I don't think that's too much of a suck up, actually, because, first of all, a, lot, a number of people have named him when I asked that same question. Okay. But also, I think he's somebody that's willing to own mistakes, right? So um, mm -hmm. you can ask him a question, and if it's, or if there is something that's gone wrong, he will own up to it and maybe argue a little in the process that maybe it was yeah. still the right thing to do. But, you know, but if it's, it's pretty, I see a lot of transparency there, and I'm pretty happy about that myself. Yeah, so. there's a lot of transparency, but also with he thinks something needs to be done a certain way in the end he'll do it and I know that can come across as um, challenging because we're such an open kind of contributing community where everyone feels like everyone should have a voice but at a certain point a leader of any kind needs to make a decision and go with it right. if for the future of the platform and the community yeah. and he did that recently with Gutenberg and there was a lot of uproar about it I personally think that that was a very good move on his part for all of us but, you know, there's pushback and it's hard to be that person, the person who's going, you know, in the end, I appreciate what you're saying, but I'm choosing this direction and a lot of you aren't going to like it, but we're going to do it this way. But you've got to have a way, you know, we always say this internally in Stratic, like in the end, you have to make a decision. And even if it's, even if it's wrong in the end, you have to make a decision and go with it. Like, so I don't, I'm not saying it was wrong, but anyways. No, right. I've heard the phrase analysis paralysis before, and that's what happens when you don't have somebody who says, okay, we're, we're done discussing it. This is the way we're going to go, whether, whether everybody's on board or not. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. And I like Gutenberg too. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, who's somebody that you admire in the WordPress community and why? And it can't be somebody you already named. Make it tough for you. Actually, there's probably so many people you could name. Try to pick a couple. So, or limit it to a couple, um, I should say. <laughs> well, there's so many people. Um, Think of it as a shout out, not the not the one person that you have on a pedestal. I feel like this. I, this might be a funny answer, <laughs> Marike. Oh yeah, no, Marike. I've actually. I've actually interviewed her recently, so her episode will be coming out soon. Right. Um, and I think she mentioned that she had been interviewed, and I'll, I'll tell you why. So she built herself up within Yoast, and at first people might have seen her as the wife of, but she's very, very smart and capable. Yeah. And she built herself up in this field that's not like her field, right? Um, I think she has a PhD in, like, in sociology or something, uh, which is different although useful because yes. there is a lot of that in what we do 
um, built herself up, became one of the leaders in the company, but for real. And, and then when things shifted around, she took on the CEO position. And that's really not easy to do, uh, to step into big shoes, um, you know, shoes, and take over management of a very big company. Um, and I think she's done a great job. And she did it with confidence. And uh, they continue to grow and, you know, succeed and do amazing things. So I, I came into a position where I, I, I built it up. So I was like the leader from when it was this to when it was this to this bigger, right? But to go into some, something that already exists and be like, now I'm CEO, I think that's a very challenging position to be in mm-hmm. and demands a lot of strength. And uh, she's done it. So I, I'm like, good for you. Yeah, that's awesome. I agree. I think she's managed it very well. And did you know that she's also a novelist? No, I did not. Yes. So when her episode comes out, give it a listen. Because when I ask about her hidden talent, she talked about how she's written a novel. Now it's in Dutch, so I can't really read it. <laughs> but right. yeah, but that's like wow, so amazing. So cool. I'm like, yeah, very, very cool. So someday I'll read the English translation maybe. Yeah. Wow. She's good for her. Cool. Yeah. yeah. What's and she's a mom of four, just by the way, also, which is yeah. also it's a handful. That's um, yeah. a handful. It is. <laughs> and you know that for sure. I, I know from yes. one that it was a handful. Yeah. I can't imagine, like I said, having more than that one. So right. especially as a single mom, that would have been hard. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <coughs> excuse me. What's something that you'd like to learn in WordPress that you haven't tackled yet? Oh, my gosh. There's so many things that I want to learn, and I just don't have time now. What do I want to learn? So this isn't saying that you're going to learn. It's just like, if I could, I would. <laughs> if I could. I won't hold you to it. I would really like to learn JavaScript mm-hmm. better, more. I like know it very, very basically. I, I really do want to learn that. Is there anything else that I want to learn? I mean, there's a lot of things that I would want to learn. It's funny. I became very interested in um, Amazon Web Services as we started building out our platform on Amazon mm-hmm. Web Services. So it's not exactly WordPress related directly, but you know, we're running our platform on it and um, I would really like to learn it more. I did like, I did a course on it when we first started out. So I would have at least context for our, our technology decisions, <laughs> like be, have a clue. Uh, it's, an, it's an amazing and fascinating platform. So I, I would like to be able to learn that more. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's industry related. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so what's the biggest mistake you've ever made in WordPress and what did you learn from it? Oh my gosh. Um, pushing WordPress beyond its limits. And what I mean is, so WordPress is theoretically a really great platform because you have a database and you can create custom post types and you could theoretically build almost anything on it. Except for it's a really bad idea to do that <laughs> and build anything on it. And that I learned the hard way when we, we took on a project that was very, very big and very exciting. Cause I was like, we can learn so much from doing this. And WordPress was the wrong tool for it. Like with, so basically with all due respect to WordPress and I do, do respect it a lot and can do a lot of things. It can't do everything. And you need to know when to say not, this is no longer the solution for this particular right. use case. Yeah. So, I would say it's, it's the old, if, uh, if, the, uh, if a hammer is the only tool you have, 
then that's the, that's the only thing you try to solve every issue with, right? But you can't really hammer a screw. So it's not the right tool for every, every situation. I taught a WordPress class probably four years ago, was beginning WordPress. Like these people had no idea how to log in. They didn't, I mean, literally newbies at the very beginning. And so I said, what is your goal? And one person wanted to have like a brochure site for their taxi company. Another wanted to have a blog. You know, another just wanted to learn it. And the other one wanted to build the next Airbnb. And I said, that, not in this class. That's not going to happen in this class. And it's probably not the right tool for that anyway. So yeah, let's, that would be a terrible that, idea. Let's bring those expectations down just a little bit yeah. to start with a blog about travel, perhaps. You know? <laughs> totally. so, so, so yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> it made me laugh. But, I mean, I didn't laugh at them, but I laughed right, all, the right. all the way home. Um, <laughs> so let me turn the question around and ask you, what's your proudest WordPress moment? Oh my goodness. Um, probably one of my proudest moments is we built a website for a very impressive individual in Israel. So, okay, this is, um, there's a lot of Israeli context and history here, but he, uh, he's originally from Russia. And before the Iron Curtain fell, any Jews who practiced, like were like outwardly Jewish um, or wanted to move to Israel were threatened and sometimes jailed and he was put in jail for nine years wow. in russia yes and um his name is Nathan sharansky and uh he was put in jail because he was like kind of a jewish leader in in russia and the russian kgb didn't like that and so they jailed him for nine years and his wife managed to move to israel and she fought to release him and after nine years he finally was released and he came to israel and so he, he has like a, he had a hero status. And then I get a call that he, he had started working for like a, um, an academic institute. He's also very smart. He's like one of the best chess players in the world, like genius type of person. And they're like, he needs a website. Um, we want to be able to like share his history and, and his writings in a concentrated place. So can you come meet him? I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> I'll come out right over. <laughs> yeah. See you soon. And um, he was amazing. He also has a great sense of humor. He's very smart, very humble. So we had, you know, at first we were like, your site's going to have your name here and pictures of you here. And he's like, mm, okay, you can have like one picture of me here in the corner. Like, he's like that. Um, and we built him an amazing website. Also, like that website is one of the best that, um, like one of the, yeah, it turned out really well. It was like perfect for him. Um, yeah, so that's, I guess, one of my, like I got to work for someone like that and like help him represent himself on the internet. Um, yeah, that was pretty exciting. So I guess that, that's probably one of them. That's definitely a proud moment. I can see why that would make you happy for sure. Yeah, it did. If you weren't working in WordPress and web tech and, you know, take all the STEM stuff out of it for, for a minute, what's another career that you might like to attempt? Oh my gosh. I really can't think of anything. That's how much I love what I do. That's like, awesome. I definitely, like, I, I mean, if I just throw out the standard ones, I could not handle being a doctor or anything medical because I'd probably faint like every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be like an accountant or bookkeeper or anything like that because that's super boring. I like kind of ADHD or probably very. Um, I don't, I wouldn't have patience to teach, even though I love kids. I, oh, I don't think it's anything else that I would want to do. 
<laughs> well, there you go. You're in the perfect position then. I love it. That's fantastic. I I'm okay with that answer. I'll allow it. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much. I mean, I'll think about it. If I can think of anything, I'll get back to you, but I really can't think of anything. That's, that's okay. That's good. I like it. What's something on your bucket list? <laughs> that is an interesting question. I, my bucket list was to found a startup, which I did, mm -hmm. um, and get it to this kind of stage and hopefully to continue growing. I'm a pretty, like, I'm pretty happy with what I have. So there's, there's not like a, like, it's not like I wish I could travel somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, and, oh, I have this big desire to see something specific. Wherever I go, I'm, I'm happy. Like, Mm -hmm. And a lot of us through WordCamp, so Porto looks like yeah. it will be next, and I'm very excited about that. I, you know, yeah. um, maybe someone that I would want to meet. I don't know. Mine is to do a TED Talk. Like I really want to do a TED Talk. Oh, that's really nice. And this year is for me is all about kindness and putting forward the kindness agenda. So I'd like to do a, a TED Talk about kindness. That's my bucket list right now. That's, that's really good. Okay, fine. So actually there is something that I want to achieve eventually, which is kind of related to that, which is, um, is twofold. One, uh, so I hope I'll succeed with the startup. Maybe we'll have an exit or something. And then there's two potential directions that I want to go and maybe do both of them. One of them is um, start an investment fund focused on women and minorities. We need more of those very urgently so that other women can succeed and get the resources they need because there's a lot of unconscious bias when it comes to investments towards women I have experienced it. the other one is I am also now a single mom and I am in groups with single moms like different Facebook groups and things like that and I have single mom friends and um, going through divorce and becoming a single mom puts uh, women in a very very challenging um, economic situation financial situation um, probably everywhere in Israel very much. And, you know, like they're struggling. They just, you know, they need to pay for their kids' braces. How are they going to pay for that? Or their car breaks down. And like, I, I want to have like a, a charity fund that is for those particular needs where cause I can't, I can't stand that. I can't, it's just, I hear it. I'm like, and I can't, you know, I can't help everyone. So to just help with those things and it, it those, you know, there's a woman, her window needed fixing in her apartment, like, and then just having that window fixed makes their life so much better. Anyways, right. that's my bucket list. God willing, maybe I'll get there and then I can, I can do those things. Well, those are not only um, sound exciting, but very altruistic. So I applaud your, your ideas. Those are fantastic. Thanks. Show us or tell us about a hidden talent that you might have that people in the WordPress community might not be aware of. <sighs> Oh my gosh. I have, I have not had time to develop any other talent. <laughs> like when I was younger, I, I did gym class and dance class and I actually played the piano. I can no longer play the piano. I can't sing. I can't dance. I just did, um, we have Just Dance, you know, this, that like, um, it's like an app or a game or something. And my, okay. my 10 year old loves it. So it's like, you watch a song and like these dancers and you dance with them. So I did it with her yesterday. Let's just say dancing is not my talent. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun, but nope. Um, Any hobbies? Yeah. 
no, I don't have, I, between seven kids and always like working in a business, yeah. I just, and then any spare time I have, like, I really want to just try to keep in touch with my, my parents and my sisters and my cousins. I have a, quite an extended family because yeah. my partner, my business partner, I'm related to everybody because in some ways I really am related to everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, once time, that's done, I'm, I'm just. Maybe time management is your talent. <laughs> uh, that, <laughs> that could be. Yeah, write yeah. a book about that someday. I'll read it. Definitely read that okay. one. I really should, actually, because I've set up processes for myself so that I can get more done. Rebecca, who I mentioned before, she jokes mm -hmm. that there's two of me because she's like, well, there must be two of you. How else is this all happening? So, I love yeah. it. That's great. Well, my final question is, how can we find you online, uh, your website and your Twitter account, for example? Okay, so our website is stratic.com. S-T-R-A-T-T, two C's, I-C.com. I'm on Twitter, Miriam Schwab. So that's pretty easy to find me. Also Facebook. Um, yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Fantastic. And we will have all of those in your um, episode guide on WPCoffeeTalk.com for anybody who's listening and wants to be able to look at those later. All those links will be available. Miriam, Great. thank I'd you. I'd love to hear from people. Please. People oh. feel free to reach out, DM me, whatever. I want to hear. I, I love talking to people. So, yeah. Me too, which is one of the ways you and I got connected, which I love. Yeah, so. that's true. Thank you so much for giving up your evening, part of your evening with your seven children this evening. Maybe it was, I don't know, maybe it was a little vacation for you. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm ignoring all that. No, I'm kidding. They're sleeping. But yes, hey, um, I'm really happy to do this. So thank you for the opportunity. Well, thanks for being here. I appreciate it so much. So see you online and uh, we'll talk later. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye. WP Coffee Talk with Michelle Frechette is a proud supporter of WP and Up, whose mission is to support and promote positive mental health within the WordPress community. Visit their website at wpandup.org.